The System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business. Welcome to episode number 49, where I'm going to be talking all about how you know when to hire. So um, I'm really excited to talk to you about this because I got this question recently and was like, hmm, I might as well answer it on my podcast. But first, I really want to talk to you about a project that I am getting so giddy about. Uh, we finally have collected uh, pretty much all the content um, for this project. But what I'm talking about is my System Save Me Summit that's going to be happening literally next month crazy pants. Uh, and I am bringing together all of my system sisters and we are going to be just, I mean, the people that I am cultivating, you guys, some of them are like so freaking legit. I mean, all of them are legit, but some of them, I was like, wow, I did not expect for them to say yes to this opportunity. So, um, so I'm very, very excited to bring them your way. Um, and really, this epic event is going to be all about implementing systems in your business. So obviously, if you guys are listening to this, you know that I am a systems fanatic. And hopefully, you're listening to this because you want to implement more systems in your business. And that requires you understanding what it takes to put a process in place, uh, what tools you may need, et cetera. And these ladies are not shying away from bringing their best stuff. It is so actionable, which literally, it literally just brings so much joy into my heart because I don't know about y'all, but I'm allergic to fluff. So if you see my face somewhere, it's because I know that this is going to be actionable. And I know that it's, it's, it's just going to be good. I'm, I'm getting so excited. Anyway, it's happening next month. Um, if you want to get on the wait list, go to systemsavemesummit.com slash wait list. And you can just sign up in there and um, you will go ahead and get uh, information once the doors are open. Now, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular, fantastic. Either way, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes as we absolutely love hearing from our listeners. And if you don't want to miss out on the next episodes, be sure to subscribe or go to systemsaveme.com for show notes and freebies. Now, let's get ready to dive deep into this question because my opinion is a bit skewed from my personal experience. Um, I've had a, literally somebody working with my business since day one. And that's not normal. And I recognize that. Um, but my story is a little different. When I speak with clients, I have them do what I call is a hiring quadrant. And this is the start of just figuring out, okay, how am I, what is it that I'm good at? What is it that I enjoy? What is it that I'm not good at? And what is it that I don't enjoy? So Picture this, um, if you're driving, you know, don't close your eyes or anything, or don't start to write on a piece of paper on the, on the seat next to you. But if you are sitting at a desk or something and you have a piece of paper next to you, you can create this quadrant. So literally it is a square and there's four pieces or four sections to it. So square, line down the middle vertically, line down the middle horizontally. 
the top left square is going to be your first quadrant, which is what you're good at and what you enjoy. What lights you up? Seriously, like you could just spend all day and not even know what time it is. That, that's that box. Next box to the right of that uh, is going to be your quadrant two, which is what you're good at, but you don't really enjoy. So for example, I am kind of good at copywriting. Like people say that I am, but I don't really enjoy it. I don't like writing copy per se. So that goes in that box for me. Your next box, you're going to go diagonally over to the left bottom box. And that is going to be your, what you are not good at, but enjoy. So I am terrible at like actually putting together um, like Excel formulas in Excel, but it's really fun for me to play with. I could play with Excel spreadsheets all the time. I am not very good at the formula side of it, but I just, I couldn't play all day in there. So that's that quadrant. And then the fourth quadrant, the very last one is what you're not good at and you do not enjoy. This is like the box that always is the, has the most things in it, which is good and is how it should be. Um, and I mean, a lot of, a lot of times people, you know, have like just a few things that they like and they're what you're good at and enjoy box and a lot in your other box. And that's actually good. If it's the opposite, then we need to like figure some stuff out because what we're trying to get at here is your zone of genius. Your zone of genius is what you are like absolute top 10%, 5%, 1% of people that do what you do. And then your fourth quadrant is really like everything you should outsource first. So for example, one of my things was my podcast process. I love doing my podcast. I don't want to mess around with editing. I don't want to mess around with show notes. I don't want to mess around with making sure it's on social media. I just don't want to do it. So that was one of the first things that I outsourced. I knew that I needed it, and, but I wasn't going to be the one to do it. So again, just look at that box and see what comes up. Now, when it comes to knowing when you should hire, look at this box or look at, look at this quadrant, excuse me, and start to decide how much, like, how much of a burning passion do I have to not do the things on this list, but they need to get done. And for me, that usually comes when you have sales in your business, generally speaking, hopefully, and you're at a point where you're, you're, you're spending time in activities that aren't revenue generating. So a lot of these things, you know, for some people, Instagram is revenue generating for other people. It is actually not. So the best thing you'll want to do is take account of where your clients have come from. Have your clients come from Instagram or your podcast or stuff like that? If you're just starting out on a podcast and you don't know, then maybe don't put your money there. But a lot of times you can look and see where people have found you and you're like, okay, I need to spend more time doing these things or Facebook lives or whatever else. So when you need to hire is when you're making sales and you don't have enough time to make any more sales. Like you're, you're not able to spend any more time with potential leads, stuff like that. And again, regard, depending on what it is you want to outsource, 
you start to look at your time. I actually just recently, um, past couple months started, um, what did I start? I started putting a rescue time, which is an app on my computer. And it tells me how I'm spending my time, like legitimately straight up how I'm spending my time. And that's helping me realize, okay, I'm spending like 10 hours in ClickFunnels, but I make money on those trainings. So that's okay. And I like ClickFunnels. I'm good at it and I enjoy it. So it's in my little box over there. But what was I spending time on that was not making the money was uh, generally speaking, Instagram. So Instagram has gotten me a lot of opportunities on podcasts, summits, guest posting, guest blogging, all of that stuff, community trainings, all of that, which is very, very important. But I don't like Instagram. I don't enjoy it. Now I enjoy like commenting on other people's. I don't enjoy coming up with my own Instagram things. So let me just be clear. If I'm commenting on your stuff, it's because I like it, but I don't like to come up with my own content for social. So that is something that I was saying, you know, it's really important that I have somebody else do this because it gets me opportunities that then can get me clients. And I've seen that before guest posts. I've, I've had people sign up for my trainings for, you know, $97 and all of that stuff. The core thing about when to hire is again, when you are getting to the point where you can't handle both the sales aspect of your business and the client, uh, management or mastermind management or whatever your business is. And when you're, it's going to come to a point like that. And you might feel like you are at that point already. Uh, but just also recognize like you will have to pay people. So that is another thing to keep in mind. And if you have, I'm a huge proponent of, okay, even if it's just five hours a week, get a VA, make the money, stop, you know, doing all these little tiddly wink things and have somebody do your scheduling for you or have somebody post on your social for you or have somebody take things off your plate that are slowing you down. Because when you go back to that quadrant, you have the top left box is your, where you are most productive, where it takes you way less time to do things because you enjoy it. And that bottom right box is everything terrible and everything that is going to take you eons to do because you hate it and you're not good at it. So it's going to take you quadruple the amount of time to do these activities than it is for the quadrant one activities. So the criteria that you want to look at are, okay, am I at a point where I can't, I can't go out and create any more sales for myself if I'm bottlenecked and do I have enough money to pay somebody starting at five hours a week? VAs are the best people. I am a huge proponent for VAs, project managers, online business managers. And granted, you need to start with a VA first. But these folks are what I call operational partners. And they are the doers. They are the people that make sure, you know, shit happens. And I think it's really important to have those people in your business so that you can stay in your zone of genius and your power and go from there.
So if you're questioning, should I hire somebody? Should I not hire somebody? First off, if you're asking yourself that question, then probably the answer is yes. Um, unless it's coming from someone else's mouth saying you need to hire somebody, then if it's coming, if the question's coming from that perspective, then, you know, start to evaluate it yourself. But think about if you don't have enough time to make sales and if you have enough sales currently to hire somebody on. That's really it. And again, for me, I, you know, I had Chelsea on my team from Jump. She was my project manager, um, kind of in a different realm than a typical project manager is, but she helped me actually get my projects done. And then my second, third, and fourth hires were interns. And again, if you are interested in interns, totally check it out and figure out a way to, um, to bring them onto your, your team, but also interns need a lot of training. So do not, there's a lot of laws and stuff around unpaid interns. So just, you know, go research and check it out for yourself. But two, three, and four were interns for me. I had somebody on um, social media, somebody on blogs and somebody on PR. And those were all very important to me because I wanted to test out and see if I would get clients from any of those opportunities. But I didn't want to take away my time from my zone of genius to do those things. So hired those three. And then I brought on um, a sales gal and a marketing gal to help with a couple of other areas of my business that I'm not, I mean, I'm obviously I'm decent at sales if I can have a business, but um, I wanted somebody to help double up. And then I also wanted somebody in marketing because marketing is in my fourth quadrant for sure. I don't enjoy it. I don't understand it. I'm not good at it. It's not where I'm at. I can tell you all day how to systematize your marketing, but as far as the strategy in marketing, that's, that's like not my jam. So that is how I kind of went through the thing. And honestly, it was Chelsea and I for the first seven, eight months of my business. It was just me and one other person for eight months of my business. Then I brought two, three, and four on in February. And then I brought on sales and marketing in April. So that's kind of when I, I tend to like to bring on more than one person at a time because I like, then can do all my training at one time. And that's just easier for me. But for most folks, it's just one at a time, you know, don't, don't get too crazy. But yeah, that is, that's my timeline of hiring, just in case you were wondering. But that's pretty much it. And again, if you're asking yourself that question, the answer is probably yes. And there's so many amazing VAs out there. And if you need recommendations or any of that sort of stuff, like totally email us at Team Clotta. We have people that we know that I've, I've personally either worked with or I have friends who their VAs are amazing. And I would much rather you go for, through a referral than just the World Wide Web. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and I hope that you at least started to think a little bit about if now is the right time to hire. Um, and I do have different team trainings and stuff like that, mini trainings that you can go and check out at thecladagroup.com or you can even email us about them if you'd like. And that's all I got for you. So hope you uh, have a good rest of your week. listening to System Save Me. If you want to get the links to anything we talked about, go to systemsaveme.com. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you on the next episode.